Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there, thank you for joining us on this Lori and Julia show for your Wednesday cloudy afternoon here on My Talk 1071. But as I mentioned before, looking at the extended forecast, we should, fingers crossed, have a very sunny weekend, Saturday and Sunday of the Memorial Day weekend with temps in the uh, low 70s. So, it's coming. It's on the way. Yay. Yep. My sister suggested I go to a tanning bed. Don't do that. Holly and I were in here yesterday <laughs> wanting a space heater in here for our hands and feet. Yeah. It's yeah, a little cold. chilly. It's so cold. All right. It's enough, enough, enough. All right. So, tonight... Let me see everybody's hands. Have you? Are you going to be? Are you going to be watching on the family and the Jeffersons live remake special on ABC I'm in front of a yeah. live studio audience? I'm going to check it out. Uh, yes, yeah. I'm going to DVR it, and um, I hope it's not as disastrous as the ads have been for it. Oh, I haven't, I haven't even seen the ads. Oh, well, I have because, you know, <laughs> my mom likes a little GMA in the morning. And oh, yeah. so when we were in Las Vegas, I would like run down. She'd, I'd guess our coffee and yeah. whatever we were going to eat. But it was always on and just heavily promoting this thing on ABC tonight. Well, here, we've okay. got a little bit of the where promotion. Is, well, where's that coming from? It just time? came to me all of a sudden. Oh, look, it's free from another at, show. What? Look at that. <laughs> I don't know what that It's was. a button situation here. It is we've a got. button situation. I wonder yeah, what I was talking about. Sticky fingers yeah, over there. I don't know what, what you were talking about there. All right, let's... Uh, Sexual real estate as let's, usual. Let's talk about this. <laughs> Two groundbreaking sitcoms are back. That classic All in the Family and the other appointment television show of the 1970s, The Jeffersons, returning to primetime with a new all-star cast. What up, is Jamie Foxx? It's Woody Harrelson. Marissa Tomei. It's Ellie Kemper. All agreeing to revisit the iconic shows in a live special led by late night's comedy king Jimmy Kimmel. These are shows I watched with my family and by myself over and over again as a kid. We thought, why not do it in the way that they've been doing these live musicals? Take the original scripts, get a new cast of actors to play the parts, and put it on the network live. Original series creator Norman Lear getting right on board. He said, you know, I'd love to play Archie Bunker, which really is the hardest one to cast, is Woody Harrelson. So I texted Woody Harrelson. I said, would you be interested in this? And he texted immediately and said yes. And from there, I thought, you know who would be the best George Jefferson is Jamie Foxx. And the... Oops, take a pause Oh, there. my gosh. This is how Celebrity Friend Network... 
Oh yeah. Works. That's like oh, really yeah. okay. That's exactly. But is so is it uh like a basically they're just performing live in front of a studio audience. They're doing a, like a, a half hour show. A half hour show. show. Yeah. But it's a is it's it, a new content of a show. No, no. No, these are the original scripts from back in the 70s. Do we know what the shows are? And I don't know that, but these are not newly written shows. They're taking the original scripts oh. from the 70s and redoing it. Okay, but the, there were how many, sh- you know, that show was on for like six or seven yeah. years. So oh, they they're picking pick the ones. best of the best. Yeah, I don't know exactly which script oh, they're I'm nervous use. about this. I don't know how this is going to play. Oh. Well, here's the deal, Lori. Okay. I've taped it. Daddy's going to watch it. I'm going to watch I'm it. Gonna watch here's it. who, you know, the one they should have done. But it's Maud. God, I love Maud. Well, that's too much like all in the family. Oh, I love Maud. All right, so this is going to have, you know, we heard Woody Harrelson is Archie Bunker, Marissa Tomei is Edith Bunker, Jamie Foxx is George Jefferson, and Wanda Sykes is Louise Jefferson. That could be very funny. Yes. The actual episodes used are under embargo, but there is a natural thread between the two shows, given that the Jeffersons which ran from 75 to 85, is a spinoff right. of All in the Family, yeah. which I forgot. Well, they were the next-door neighbor. And wasn't Lenny Kravitz's mom in The Jeffersons? Yes, yeah. she was. As of Tuesday night's dress rehearsal just last night before hump day. And Kerry Washington yes, is in Yes, she this. is. He said, Jimmy Kimmel, who's executive producing the event, called both of Norman Lear's series two of the greatest and most important TV shows in history. Ooh. Freedom of Speech. He did it so much really? and inclusivity. Um, some of the subject matter talked about is going to be bah, 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 bah. some of the jokes are going to be shocking to you. He said he warned the crowd, noting the irony that certain words are no longer acceptable on TV. Right. Well, some of the things Archie Bunker said back in the 70s, you can't say that anymore. Well, that was the stuff <laughs> that people's, you know, people say in their homes, in their right. homes. Yeah, yeah, that was what would make it so and here's, shocking. Here's too. what he went on to say. Now you can have dragons burning naked women at stakes, but you mm-hmm. can't call your son-in-law a stupid idiot. Yeah. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He added word. the audience, <laughs> you know, the words heard will be bleeped. Don't be horrified. Um, like, wait a minute. They got to bleep them on TV. Oh, well, what's the point of that? I'm so confused. Did you think well, any more of this GMA audio can uh, yeah, shed? I don't know. I'll try. Let's light let's on this, this TV more. blast from the okay, past. Here we go. Oh, Jamie and the wives of the two most famously opinionated and loose-lipped characters in television history, Marissa Tomei as Edith Bunker and Wanda Sykes as Louise Wheezy Jefferson. While the shows may be best remembered for the laughs, their social impact also burned into collective memory, tackling tough issues, bigotry, and cultural divisions that cut to the core. When the first six episodes of All in the Family ran, they ran with a warning. Is there a warning necessary in front of either one of these live shows? I think we're giving people fair notice that what they're about to see is not what they see nowadays, and that it might create some conversation. These shows aren't just about laughing in the moment. It wasn't like these shows went on the air unchallenged. They were controversial. Those controversial storylines and the offensive, stinging language used by the leads pushed the envelope. I- hmm. So I, I don't did understand why they're going to bleep it. Donnie? Oh, okay. Yeah. You blothering idiot. Didn't he used to say, Archie Bunker used to say, we should look up some Archie. Well, he, he, he called his son-in-law, his, Michael Stivick, yes. uh, a, a name that you don't use because of his descent. Yeah. He's of Polish descent, and he called him a certain a name. A dumb. 
Yes, a dumb, a dumb you Polak know, or something. Well, okay, there a you dumb wop if you're it. Italian. Yeah. Yeah. That used to be, um, um, let's see, I, I wonder what, you know, some of the Archie Bunker stuff. So it's like he's. Well, they, said, all I can say is they're getting a lot of promo out of this, and the ads that are running for it are not enticing. He called his wife <laughs> a dingbat, Edith. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, cool. He called the mother in law meathead. Mm hmm. The brother-in-law or brother the son-in-law, son-in-law, son-in-law is meathead. meathead. Yeah, I. You know what? I don't know. Uh, I just. Uh, I, I don't understand the whole bleeping thing. Yeah, and one, and the, the only people that are going to hear it is the studio audience. Then nobody's going to be offended out in TV land because they're bleeping it. So okay, what's he here, talking here's about? An, here's an Archie Bunker quote. <laughs> once, I know. Donnie, I'm completely in line with your man linear thought on Thank that you. one. Well, that's Jeez. the first time for everything. I know. <laughs> here. Here's an Archie Bunker quote. Anybody that goes to see a psychiatrist ought to have his head examined. That's an old joke. Yeah. Next time you want, um, next time you want to time something, Edith, just let the sand run out of your head. <laughs> mm-hmm. Come on, that's funny. <laughs> Barney, whoever Barney was, hey, do, a friend. You, do you know any Polish jokes? Archie says, are you kidding? I got one living in the house with me. Yeah, uh, yeah he, yeah. Ooh. yeah. Whoa. All right. That's all right. Yeah. There we go. So that oh, is happening tonight. I'm rethinking um, this. I, I, Donnie, I know. I I'm, I'm going to watch know. it with one eye, I think. <laughs> I'm nervous about it. About just from even what it's, I'm just like, I don't know how it's going to play. I, we, I don't even, we don't even like those damn live musicals. Oh, no. Yeah. Hate. Hate. Oh, by the way, Donnie did give a nod to the mass Singer last night, you know, because he was the peacock on that. Oh, that's right. successful oh, show. Donnie yeah. of Donnie Marie, Lori Starless. Tell us yeah. a little bit more about them. Well, um, at first I was worried that um, Marie had had something done to her eyes. They looked super high and tight. And then I realized... Was it blit not blinking? No, like my, I, my glasses were dirty. I cleaned them <laughs> and then she was back to just looking oh. like a vision. Do you remember when we saw the Elvis impersonator? Oh, yeah. It was yeah. you and I and Catherine, my little mm-hmm. sister. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. No, no, but uh, she had on um, this lace jumpsuit with a fl- flared leg with a really cool fitted blazer over it that was like, beda- you know, sequined. Right. And and then she had these shoes that looked like uh, the back of her high heel was in white sequin flames shooting out the back of her oh. shoes that were black and kind of cream. How lovely is that? Oh, and then she can dance so well in those oh, things. Oh, yeah. They are, she is wearing her shoe game. No no shame in her shoe game. Remember, they're that great uh, shoe store at the oh, Flamingo. That's right. You got some cute boots there. I did get cute shoes there. Anyway, so, and Donnie looked like a million bucks, real slim and just, you know, he does a nice job, whoever dyes his hair. They do. They show all the other... Osmond brothers and they all have snow white hair. Right. Donnie you know? Donnie keeps the smudge. Yeah, Donnie, what is he like? Fifty eight, fifty nine? I think he's sixty. He's sixty. Sixty, sixty one, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's just He's dar- but he was darling, and that show was just I a have blast. To, I have to tell you this text I got on Sunday because you're gonna die. Okay. Okay, so if people remember, um a gentleman had mercury poisoning. That is an actor. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And Jeremy Hiven. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh God, I'm looking from for the, Entourage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm so looking for the text. Okay. Okay. It's from a friend of ours. All right. Um, deep throat. <laughs> not that not one, really. but a different, okay, different one. Deep throat too. And said, um, uh, it said, hi, um, ba, 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 ba. 
Good morning. Sorry to bug you. Would you be interested in interviewing Jeremy Piven mm-hmm. from Entourage? Oh, boy. He's coming for the comedy show at the end of June. And I, and I said, yes. Will he be in person? They're asking for a phone. And I said, sure. Yeah. So we'll see. But I wonder if he remembers us because we no, ran into No, him. and we're not going to remind no. him of any of the ways that we've previously encountered uh, You with pushed him. me into him and said, here's a little kitty cat. At a SAG award show, Julia, party. you were wearing the Joy Noel. I was and very cute. You, it was like you were. It was very cute. Saloon girl. I was saloon chic. chic. And no, and it oh, was working. Magenta One and green. Thousand percent. And I really felt like he was going to like you. No. But it did. No. <laughs> and then he looked right through me. And then the other time was at the restaurant called The Garage. Yeah. That we met Cousin Michael mm-hmm. and uh, my nephew. Mm-hmm. And we go in there and we're sitting in there. And all of a sudden he walks down and there's booths. And there's narrow rows between the booths, and he sits right by us. And I just, because I had Tourette's that night, yelled, How's the mercury poisoning? Oh, God. Remember that? Just yelled it out. He like knocked over stuff on his table. He bolted. And to move away from us. So we're never going to tell him. We're the girls. I don't know. We've met you so many times, but they've all been extremely offensive to you. you right. <laughs> it would not be good radio. No. Or maybe yeah. it would be, but it I don't know. It might be. No? Yeah, no, we're no. going to get into, in touch with his feelings. And if he's going to be sta- doing stand-up, that'd be kind of interesting. All right, yeah. so we've got the Dirt Alert when we come back. On this Lori and Julia show for your Wednesday cloudy afternoon here on My Talk 1071. But as I mentioned before, looking at the extended forecast, we should, fingers crossed, have a very sunny weekend. Saturday and Sunday of the Memorial Day weekend with temps in the uh, low 70s. So it's coming. It's on the way. Yay. Yep. My sister suggested I go to a tanning bed. Don't do that. Holly and I were in here yesterday. Wanting a space heater in here for our hands and feet. Yeah, it's yeah, a little cold. chilly. It's so cold. All right, enough, enough, enough. All right, so tonight, let me see everybody's hands. Have you? Are you going to be? Are you going to be watching on the family and the Jeffersons live remake special on ABC I'm in gonna, front of a yeah. live studio audience? I'm going to check it out. Uh, yes, yeah. I'm going to DVR it and. Um, I hope it's not as disastrous as the ads have been for it. Oh, I haven't, I haven't even seen the ads. Oh, well, I have because, you know, <laughs> my mom likes a little GMA in the morning. And oh, yeah. so when we were in Las Vegas, I would like run down. She'd, I'd guess her coffee and yeah. whatever we're going to Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. But it was always on and just heavily promoting this thing on ABC tonight. Well, here, we've okay. got a little bit of the promotion. Oh, well, where's that coming from? It just that? came to me all of a sudden. Oh, like it's from another after. show. What? <laughs> I don't know what that It's was. a button situation here. It we've is a got button situation. I wonder what I was talking about. fingers yeah. over there. I don't know what, what you were talking about there. All right, let's... Uh, Sexual real estate as let's, usual. Let's talk about this. <laughs> Two groundbreaking sitcoms are back. That classic All in the Family and the other appointment television show of the 1970s, The Jeffersons, returning to primetime with a new all-star cast. What up, is Jamie Foxx? It's Woody Harrelson. Marissa Tomei. It's Ellie Kemper. All agreeing to revisit the iconic shows in a live special led by late night's comedy king Jimmy Kimmel. These are shows I watched with my family and by myself over and over again as a kid. We thought, why not do it in the way that they've been doing these live musicals? Take the original scripts, get a new cast of actors to play the parts, and put it on the network live. Original series creator Norman Lear getting right on board. He said, you know, I'd love to play Archie Bunker, which really is the hardest one to cast, is Woody Harrelson. So I texted Woody Harrelson. I said, would you be interested in this? And he texted immediately and said yes. And from there, I thought, you know who would be the best George Jefferson is Jamie Foxx. And the... Oops, take a pause Oh there. my gosh. This is how Celebrity Friend Network... Oh yeah, Works. that's like oh yeah, like, okay, that's exactly. But is, so is it uh, like a basically they're just performing live in front of a studio audience? They're doing a, like a, a half hour show, a half hour show. show. Yeah. but it's a is it's it, a new content of a show. No, no, no. These are the original scripts from back in the seventies. Do we know what the shows are? And I don't know that, but these are not newly written shows. They're taking the original scripts oh. from the seventies and redoing it. Okay, but there, there were how many? Sh- you know that show was on for like six or seven yeah. years. So oh, they had they're to picking pick the best of the best. Yeah, I don't know exactly which script. Oh, they're I'm use. nervous about this. I don't know how this is going to play. Oh. Well, here's the deal, Lori. Okay. I've taped it. Donnie's going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch here's it. Here's who, you know, the one they should have done. But it's Maud. <laughs> God, I love Maud. Well, that's too much like All in the Family. Oh, I love Maud. All right, so this is going to have, you know, we heard Woody Harrelson is Archie Bunker. Marissa Tomei is Edith Bunker. Jamie Foxx is George Jefferson. And Wanda Sykes is Louise Jefferson. That could be very funny. Yes. The actual episodes Zoe. used are under embargo. But there is a natural thread between the two shows, given that the Jeffersons, which ran from 75 to 85, is a spinoff right. of All in the Family, yeah. which I forgot. Well, they were the next door neighbor. And wasn't Lenny Kravitz's mom in the Jeffersons? Yes, yeah. she was. As of Tuesday night's dress rehearsal just last night before hump day. And Carrie Washington is yes, in she this. Is. He said, Jimmy Kimmel, who's executive producing the event, called both of Norman Lear's series two of the greatest and most important TV shows in history. Freedom of speech. He did it so much. And inclusivity. Um, Some of the subject matter talked about is going to be... Some of the jokes are going to be shocking to you, he said. He warned the crowd, noting the irony that certain words are no longer acceptable on TV. 
Right. Well, some of the things Archie Bunker said back in the 70s, you can't say that anymore. Well, that was the stuff that people's, you know, people say in their homes. In That's their right. homes. Yeah. yeah, that was what made he, it so and here's, shocking. Here's too. what he went on to say. Now you can have dragons burning naked women at stakes, but you mm-hmm. can't call your son-in-law a stupid idiot. Yeah. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He added the word. audience, <laughs> you know, the words heard will be bleeped. Don't be horrified. Um, like, wait a minute. They got to bleep them? On TV. Oh, well, what's the point of that? I'm so confused. Did you think well, any more of this GMA audio can uh, yeah, shed I don't know. I'll try. Let's, light let's on this TV more. blast from the okay, past? Here we go. Oh, and the wives of the two most famously opinionated and loose-lipped characters in television history, Marissa Tomei as Edith Bunker and Wanda Sykes as Louise Wheezy Jefferson. While the shows may be best remembered for the laughs, their social impact also burned into collective memory, tackling tough issues, bigotry, and cultural divisions that cut to the core. When the first six episodes of All in the Family ran, they ran with a warning. Is there a warning necessary in front of either one of these live shows? I think we're giving people fair notice that what they're about to see is not what they see nowadays, and that it might create some conversation. These shows aren't just about laughing in the moment. It wasn't like these shows went on the air unchallenged. They were controversial. Those controversial storylines and the offensive, stinging language used by the leads pushed the envelope. I- hmm. So I, I don't did understand why they're going to bleep it. Donnie? Oh, okay. Yeah. You blothering idiot. Didn't he used to say, Archie Bunker used to say, we should look up some Archie. Well, he, he, he called his son-in-law, his, Michael Stivik, yes. uh, a, a name that you don't use because of his descent. Yeah. He's of Polish descent, and he called him a certain a name. A dumb. Yes, a, a dumb, dumb you know Polak what. or something. Well, okay, there a you say A dumb wop if you're it. Italian. Yeah. That yeah. used to be, um, um, let's see. I, I wonder what, you know, some of the Archie Bunker stuff. So it's like he's Well, they, said, all I can say is they're getting a lot of promo out of this, and the ads that are running for it are not enticing. He called his wife a dingbat, <laughs> yeah. Edith. Yeah, okay. Um, so. He called the mother-in-law meathead. Mm-hmm. Um, the brother-in-law. Or brother-in-law. the son-in-law. Son-in-law, son-in-law meathead. meathead. Yeah. I, you know what? I don't know. Uh, I just... Uh, I don't understand the whole bleeping thing. Yeah. The, the only people that are going to hear it is the studio audience. Then nobody's going to be offended out in TV land because they're bleeping it. So okay, what are you here, talking here's about? An, here's an Archie Bunker quote. <laughs> once, I know. Donnie, I'm completely in line with your man linear thought on Thank that you. one. Well, that's Jeez. the first time for everything. I know. <laughs> here. Here's an Archie Bunker quote. Anybody that goes to see a psychiatrist ought to have his head examined. That's an old joke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next time you want... Um, next time you want to time something, Edith, just let the sand run out of your head. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, that's funny. <laughs> Barney, whoever Barney was, hey, do you, friend. do you know any Polish jokes? Archie says, are you kidding? I got one living in the house with me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, yeah. Ooh. yeah. Whoa. All right. That's all right. Yeah. There we go. So that oh, is happening tonight. I'm um, this. I, I, Donnie, I know. I I'm, I'm going to watch know. it with one eye, I think. <laughs> I'm nervous about it. About just from even what it's... I'm just like, I don't know how it's going to play. I, we, I don't even, we don't even like those damn live musicals. Oh, no. Yeah. Hate. Hate. Oh, by the way, Donnie did give a nod to the mass Singer last night, you know, because he was the peacock on that. 
Oh, that's right. successful oh, that right? show. Danny yeah. of Danny Marie, Donnie Laurie, Starless. Yeah. Tell us yeah. a little bit more about them. Well, um, at first I was worried that um, Marie had had something done to her eyes. They looked super high and tight. And then I realized... Was it blit, not blinking? No, like my, I, my glasses were dirty. I cleaned them and then she was back to just <laughs> oh. looking like a vision. Do you remember when we saw the Elvis impersonator? Oh, yeah. It was yeah. you and I and Catherine, my little mm-hmm. sister. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. No, no, but uh, she had on um, this lace jumpsuit with a fl- flared leg with a really cool fitted blazer over it that was like, beda- you know, sequined. Right. And and then she had these shoes that looked like uh, the back of her high heel was in white sequin flames shooting out the back of her shoes that were black and kind of cream. How lovely is that? And then she can dance so well in those things. Oh, yeah. She is wearing her shoe game. No, no shame in her shoe game. Remember, they're that great uh, shoe store at the oh, Flamingo. That's right. You got some cute boots there. I did get cute shoes there. Anyway, so, and Donnie looked like a million bucks, real slim, and just, you know, he does a nice job, whoever dyes his hair. They do. They show all the other Osmond brothers, and they all have snow white hair. Right, you Donnie, know? Donnie keeps the smudge. Yeah, I Donnie, what is he, like 58, 59? 60? I think he's 60. He's 60? 60, 61, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's just... He's dar- but he was darling, and that show was just a I have blast. To, I have to tell you this text I got on Sunday because you're going to die. Okay. Okay, so if people remember, um, a gentleman had mercury poisoning. That is an actor. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And Jeremy Piven. Mm-hmm, yep. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, God, I'm looking from for From Entourage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so looking for the text, okay? Okay. It's from a friend of ours. All right. Deep um, throat. Okay. Not that Not one, really. but a different, okay, a different one. Deep throat two. And said, um, uh, it said, hi, um, bah, 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 bah. good morning. Sorry to bug you. Would you be interested in interviewing Jeremy Piven mm-hmm. from Entourage? Oh, boy. He's coming for the comedy show at the end of June. And I, and I said, yes. Will he be in person? They're asking for a phone. And I said, sure. Yeah. So we'll see. But I wonder if he remembers us because we no, ran into no, him. And we're not going to remind no. him of any of the ways that we've previously encountered <laughs> You pushed him. me into him and said, here's a little kitty cat at a SAG Awards show Julia, party. you were wearing the Joy Noel. I was and very cute. You, it was like you were... It was very cute. Saloon girl. I was saloon chic. And no, and it was working. Magenta and green. Thousand percent. And I really felt like he was gonna like you. No. But it did no. And then (laughs) he looked right through me, and then the other time was at the restaurant called The Garage. Yeah. That we met cousin Michael Mm -hmm. and uh, my nephew. Mm -hmm. And we go in there and we're sitting in there, and all of a sudden he walks down and there's booths. And there's narrow rows between the booths, and he sits right by us. And I just, because I had Tourette's that night, yelled, How's the mercury poisoning? Oh, God. Remember that? Just yelled it out. He like knocked over stuff on his table. He bolted. And to move away from us. So we're never going to tell him. We're the girls. I don't know. We've met you so many times, but they've all been extremely offensive to you. You, Right. (laughs) It would not be good radio. Maybe it would be, but I don't know. It might be. No? No, we're going to get in touch with his feelings. And if he's going to be doing stand-up, that'd be kind of interesting. All right, so we've got the Dirt Alert when we come back. And then there was a scandal. Vintage scandal. It was cool.
quite the scandal. I am shocked at your behavior. <laughs> well, just shocked. Actually, um, this is uh, the guy, the author is going to be on tomorrow, Sean Levy. Levy, yes. Levy, who wrote Levy. Um, the um, a book about uh, the Chateau Marmont, uh, the hotel, the history. But he wrote Paul Newman, A Life, Rat Pack Confidential. We had him on for Paul Newman, A Life. Yes, I believe that we yes. did. So his this new book, which, by the way, it's called The Castle on Sunset. And it's just basically all about everything that has gone on on this unlikely hotel, which when it was built... Sunset Strip wasn't even that. It was like not an unpaved road. Okay, so, uh, and John Krasinski is adapting this into some kind of HBO miniseries. Oh, wow. Because he, what Sean has done with this book is made the walls talk. And yes. um, so. From the very beginning. from Yeah, from the very beginning. And how uh, the Chateau Marmont came to be in to modern day existence is due to 100% that John Belushi died, died of an overdose mm-hmm. in a bungalow at the. At the Chateau Mermont. And um, in Sean's research, and the hotel was so good at the, you know, people loved coming into the Chateau Mermont because it felt like New York. You did apartment living. High ceilings, big windows. But no one could see you because the way to get yep. in is through the garage. Gosh. So people, are, it's an intimidating place to go if you don't know where you're going. So anyway. Um, we are example A and B We are example A and B. We had to be shown. Yep. And, um, but John P- Belushi would period periodically stay mm-hmm. at the Chateau Marmont as many people did who had places in New York because they liked they could just drive to the garage give their keys go right to the room their bungalow whatever they didn't ever you know have, they didn't have to mow the lawn it they felt like a city yeah. it felt like a small like city yeah. th- thing so um so Belushi would stay here and this is just a story of the night he died and so he checked in at the end of February 1982, and at that time, it's four years past Animal House, mm-hmm. and he's just had one bomb after another. Yes. 1941, mm. the Blues Brothers did not make back its original investment because of the shooting delays that were caused by him, and he ostensibly was there to take meetings about his next movie. It was called uh, Rot nobility or something like that and anyway but he was at that point just non-stop doing cocaine drinking going mm-hmm. out he hung out with uh harry dean stanton mm-hmm. and uh, robert de niro was a good buddy because de niro always had a place at the chateau marmont that he just kept on retainer if you will so mm-hmm. anytime he dropped in so um anyway he he'd been in the residence Belushi, he'd lived there for like a month and um, he got had to move because his neighbors hated him and he hated the neighbors. So finally he ended, he ends up going out into a bungalow, which Mm -hmm. the Chateau Marmont, they kept buying properties that were next to them that used to be houses. Love it. And so it really is like a maze there. Anyway, so uh, he went, so Belushi is taking meetings and this one woman says they're having a meeting and John is all over the place. He's dirty. He's unkempt. He's stinky. Stinky. Mm-hmm. He's not making any sense. And one of uh, it's uh, one of the movie producers' wives said, "Well, we just saw Sunset Boulevard mm. about Belushi." And he goes, well, "What do you mean? What are you talking about?" She said, "Think about what Sunset Boulevard." She said, "That's what we're seeing right here." I can't There's, remember the storyline. So it's about a uh, 
Donnie, how would well, you just... You know, Gloria Swanson is the over-the-hill actress whose career is many decades in the past and doesn't have any kind of an acting future, and she's a little loopy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's just like, and it's is it narrated too by... It's narrated by William Holden, who is the De- writer oh, De- that goes to... Sure. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, so she, it's a very Hollywood reference, blah, blah, blah. And he is just like, he's pretending to be working, but he really is not. And people... Now, remember, this is the early 80s, and as long... It was a different time. People looked the other way about openly doing cocaine and mm-hmm. I mean it was really it's kind of shocking mm-hmm. when you think of how hedonistic it oh, really wow. was and in like you know Dan Aykroyd and other people wanted to get him help and his wife and his wife Ver- Verna or Verna or whatever her name is Judy yeah Judy Judy Verna. Judy no they were they were I'm Bradley trainer and I'm Don McClain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Trying to, but it's it. trying to get him to, but it became yep. clear to everybody that um, he was doing it and like he did everything with his comedy, eating everything. He just gorged on it. Yeah. He just had, he, he just couldn't stop. And so anyway, he, he's not riding a good streak. He trashes his bungalow and himself. People housekeeping, when they get there, they're like, they're trying to figure out what's going on. Dan Aykroyd, his wife, they're trying to scheme how to get him to New York for Ghostbusters. Yeah, because they have a part for him. He was supposed to be in that and um, to make with Bill Murray and even tracking him down was becoming a task because he would just go to like Dan Tana's, the Sunset Marquee, the Garden of Allah, all these places all right around there. And anyway, his big buddy was Robert De Niro. And I read really? that, yeah. Yeah, and uh, they knew each other from Lower Manhattan. De Niro had been a guest at Belushi's home, where a basement rec room was sort of a scene of some very wild parties. Mm-hmm. And De Niro just liked to keep this upper floor penthouse at the chateau for himself. His laundry was done, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, on on uh, the day before that Belushi died, De Niro stops in with his two kids and Belushi is just snorting a massive amount of cocaine on this glass mirror or whatever it is. And I mean, so he kind of scoots the kids out of the room. Like, how's he going to explain that to the mom? Mm -hmm. And, um, and then on the the next night on this next night, his kids, De Niro's kids went back and he was bopping around town with Harry Dean Stanton. They kept calling John Belushi, come over, come over, come over. Meet us here, meet us there, all their hunts. Robert De Niro. Was? Robert De Niro and Harry Dean Stanton. Finally, okay. they go over to John's yeah. bungalow. Right. And it's just a disaster. And this woman, Kathy Smith, is sitting there acting like she belonged there in like a T-shirt. Not very many clothing. And it's just a pigsty, you know. And De Niro doesn't like her at all. He later calls her trashy. Yep. That trashy Kathy Smith. And uh, it was just actually, so he left and went back out with Harry Dean Stanton. And he returned to the Chateau a few hours later. And it was Harry Dean, De Niro, and two chicks that they'd met Mm -hmm. going to De Niro's uh, bungalow. And they 
each uh, De-, De Niro goes down to try and talk. John, you want to come upstairs? Mm-hmm. Does a line, leaves John with this Kathy woman, and at eight a.m. the next day, room service is delivered to the place. Kathy Smith is kind of cleaning up the room, all the drug paraphernalia. Checked in on Belushi. She said he was snoring loudly. A little while later, the music producer... uh, For the police. Yeah, for the police uh, who was staying in one of the bungalows said, yeah, hey, um, I'm not at the right door. So he moves along, and around noon, a guy comes in just with a typewriter in hand, and he's Belushi's bodyguard slash writer. Right. And he's the one who finds the body of John Belushi who's died of an overdose. Mm -hmm. And uh, he called, this being Hollywood, not 911. He was performing CPR on him. Calls his agent, Bernie Brillstein. Bernie says, I'll be over there in 10 minutes because he's right on the Sunset Strip. And they don't want it to get out on the wire. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. And so, like, 20 minutes later, this other guy comes back and they get a hold of the front desk to ask the general manager... There's been a disturbance is how the hotel is going to mm-hmm. frame it. And yeah, he's pronounced dead. He's carried out. It didn't take that much time then for T or not TMZ, but paparazzi and, and newspapers, you know, that kind of came in, you know, John Belushi's died dead at the Chateau Marmont. And one of the gardeners spoke to uh, an enterprising reporter and said, Oh, John Belushi looked like he had a heart attack. He was sitting next to his folded laundry, something like that. It was so ingrained in the staff to keep the privacy of everyone, you know. Yeah. So anyway, uh, and then thereafter, the Chateau Marmont became known as the place that John Belushi died. Mm -hmm. And the publishers at Random House, when they did... Bob Woodward's book about the life of John Belushi, yeah. which everybody hates him for okay. his portrayal, because on the cover blurb, died in a seedy hotel oh. in Los Angeles. <laughs> and they sued and they settled, and the Random House had to remove that from his book about Belushi. Wow. wow. He was so judgmental. That's what they yeah. said. He was out of his, you know, milieu if you will i guess you know he always wrote about politics and he was very judgy about this artistic comedic world in which addiction was just another piece of the personality you know so people really hated him that cooperated and everyone cooperated with him on the book right because they thought it would be a nice treatment oh it's just so gross it's gross well it's it's just it's so I, mean, I don't it think happened. it's gross. Well, not gross, but I just feel it's, so bad. He was so, so much in his addiction. Yeah, yeah. And, and then he was everything. He was amazing. He was amazing. Oh. And uh, yeah, he was really good. And so the people that really loved John Belushi were so furious with the Bob Woodward book, yep. which quickly turned into a movie that bombed at the Cannes Film Festival. And it was a huge bestseller, but... Yeah, that he, John Belushi was found dead of a drug overdose March 5th, 1982 in a CD hotel bungalow. And they su- sued. CD. Oh, that is a fighting that's word. That's a bad word. Yeah. <laughs> it's not CD. Yeah. So no, you just enter through a garage. You yeah. just have to know the code. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But um, anyway, yeah, uh, Jim Belushi tried to, you know, wanted to tear up that guy. And people were just so mad because they really thought they were going to show because I guess the other side of John 
Belushi, of course, like with anybody, was a dear, dear, sweet man. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Like amazingly generous, funny. Yeah. And this was nothing, this book. Yeah. Hmm. You just think, I just think of like John Candy. Um, but he died of health reasons, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. But the well, other yeah, one, um, Chris Farley. Chris Farley. Farley. Oh, oh my gosh, that Adam Sandler yeah. tribute song yeah. to him oh, on SNL. I just think, ago. oh gosh. All right, well, we got to take a break. We will be right back. You're listening to us. Yes. St. Thomas has left the Mayak. This has been percolating. What? So they had the vote. What language are you speaking? Huh? They had the vote of the conference and they... I don't know if the vote of the conference was... Was it the conference that voted or was it... Yes, the the presidents of each college in that conference vote. And I guess the vote must have gone against St. Thomas. I just can't even believe it. I don't even know what you people are talking about. (laughs) I didn't think you would. Mayak is the... Minnesota, Minnesota Intercollegiate, Intercollegiate Athletic Conference. That St. Thomas is in with St. John's and St. Olaf's and and, um, and do you have to have Saint in your name to be no, in this No, you don't. No. <laughs> but it's helpful. Okay. Um, but no, the guy from the Duluth newspaper said they're just a bunch of weasels. The Duluth I mean, this is CBS picked it up because oh, it's all over now, they were yeah. kicked out because oh. they had superior they had a good basketball team and football team. Baseball, we didn't even make it to the Mayak. Mayak tournament this year. They, and- they got upset during the football season. You know, some dumb coach at St. Thomas runs up the score against some other school, 97 to nothing, and they everybody got bent out of shape. It was a stupid thing for that coach to do. You don't run up the score against an inferior team. It was poor sportsmanship. But that guy kind of, it's got the whole ball rolling. You know, so they, they want they St. Thomas to move into a different league. Yes. Is this like yes, what they did league. with hockey? Remember when they made it two classes? I got so mad about that. Oh, I think it might. Well, St. Cl- Thomas, they're pushing them out. I mean, they got to go find a home now. But it's but um, they want them to be in a different level. Yes, because they, they win too league. much in those two things. Yes. Okay. Babies. It's just yeah. jealousy. And, but, and, and so yeah. was, were they denied? They or were denied. Where they? So they had a vote. Stay they where are, they are. They no. Are involuntarily, quote unquote, leaving the MIAC. 2021. Oh, right. Well, MIAC. MIAC. It's a big deal. Well, because so they, you think they, about. They, maybe they showed them, proved them with evidence or something. No. No. No, no. because St. Olaf or Gustavison, I think it's one of them. St. Olaf has like the premier choir yeah. that no one can even touch. Right. And there was a great article in the paper. <laughs> they got to be booted. They got to be out. Get them out. Their choir gotta, wins their every competition. <laughs> You know, it's just... I have very mixed feelings about this. I don't even know how to deal with them today. Well, no, that's all right. You don't need to. It's, it's terrible. Yeah. It's I'm bit. still in the Donnie Marie afterglow. Well, which is a fine place to be. I'm a little bit country. <laughs> and my mom had to take a shower after, P- after Pitbull. That was too because it was <laughs> kind of cold. Did she wet her pants or what? No, but she really thought he was something special. <laughs> how was he, Mr. 305? So fun, you know, it's because he's got all these hit songs and yeah, he they've got he's got other people I'm singing. I'm going the, down, yeah. That was the second Ringing to the last down. song, and then the Neo Tonight's Tonight oh, is yeah. the last, last song. But they, he's got energy, he's got energy, and he's got he had the slope stage so he could do his swivel hip moves. Oh, yeah, old Armando, and then they had a pit where people could just stand and dance. Oh, really? Right there, so you, you felt like you're at a there? nightclub. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty fun. The, uh, Lori, I mean, uh, then share. Yeah. I mean. I know, I know. It was a concert palooza. That's why I feel kind of slightly exhausted, dazed and confused. Yeah. Couldn't be because you flew home today, too. Well, I mean, Julie, that is such an easy flight. And I stopped yeah, I the whole damn way. Did you? Yeah, it was nice. Did you? I think the voice ended. Yeah, it um, did. We have, a, we have a woman that won Marilyn Jarman. From here? 
I, no. Oh, I don't know. She just wants. I do like, I did watch American Idol, the end of it with my mom. And that she was, guy, Lane, Lane Hardy is he's darling. Like, he's like Elvis. He's a like a junior Elvis. Elvis. Yeah. He was on The View, Lori. He is he's darling. Darling. Oh, no. My mom had called me and she's like, I know I haven't been able to be your correspondent for this for quite some time. Darn it. But she came back to the show and she's watched it this season. And she told me like a month ago, Lane Hardy, because all the girls are going to go crazy for him. He's 18. And he's sweet, and he's got talent. Wow. So the mutti. He, he feels oh. like he's going to go somewhere, Lori, and he's got a voice. Yeah. And he can play a guitar. Yeah. And last night, Hootie and the Blowfish played... Um, on one of the late nights. On The Voice. Oh. They were one of the people... Did they sound good? Oh, nice. They did, and the group therapy tour is coming here. Yeah, we're going to be at State Fair. Oh, so, Julia, don't I kind of... I know. I, I won't say the words, but I'm just going to say, he is looking good and singing with a real beautiful... Yeah. Beautiful voice. All right, Game of Thrones fans want an Arya Stark spinoff? Uh, yes or no? No. Okay. no we don't Game of Thrones that. executive have flat out told The Hollywood Reporter today there will not be another episode. Because people no, are like, why can't not. you go back and change the season? Or oh, have another? Oh, people goodness. have been babies about this. They Lawrence. really have been babies. They have. Got babies. They have. Um, you know, this has been a big thing um, in Georgia. Kristen Wiig will not be filming her movie because of the new Georgia laws um, oh, regarding yeah. abortion. Mm-hmm. And um, she's doing it with Lionsgate, and it's her upcoming comedy called Bob and Star Go to Visit Del Mar. Bob and Star Go to Visit Del Mar. Mm-hmm. But, for them. Um, yeah, she pulled out, so she's making right. her voice her right. be heard. Yeah. It is. Um Let's see. Holly Hunter. Like, it's my right to just keep looking at this really amazing photo of why is Lenny, Lenny Kravitz teasing us. And look at his beautiful feet. My gosh. <laughs> He's got amazing feet. Oh, Lori. Oh, and his hands. Oh, Lori, He's got, son. He's got abs on abs. He, He's, does. he is He's beautiful. Chiseled is the word. Chiseled. Okay, Cardi yes. B is stealing my show idea. Oh, Bocktails with uh, Cardi B. I, I'm sorry. Cocktails with Cocktails Julia. Cocktails with Julia. 1988 came up with that idea. Uh, yeah, well, Where is it? Did you trademark it? <laughs> Lori, body perks. Someone yeah. even <laughs> took our thing. We trademarked it. All right. All right. Everyone have a great night. We'll be back tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.